So Twitter says uh, we should keep the casual catch-up segment. Yeah, the uh, the results are in, and it was unanimous. Yes, 100%. Um, so let's shoot the breeze, my friend. All right. The Consider world the breeze it. at risk of being shot right now. <laughs> that's, that's, I like that. That's good. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, it's been startup roller coaster week for me. And uh, we were just talking before we hit record that uh, I think for both of us, the week went super fast. It was kind of a short week if you honored the holiday here in the US. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to dig into your roller coaster world. Yeah, we took Monday off. And so today felt less or like this week felt less productive, I would say for us. But, you know, some good stuff is happening. So I have, I have some things to talk about. You want to start with some gratitude? Yeah, I do, actually. All right. So my uh, barbershop quartet, I have two barbershop quartets, and uh, one of them put on a show. We like, we hosted our own show uh, this week. So rather than just like being a guest on someone else's, we actually like acquired a venue and brought in other guest groups and like just ran the whole thing. And it went great. Cool. Who uh, ha- who coordinates that on your? Do you have like someone who's kind of in charge of that on your quartet? Or we like- yeah, like one of us sort of took the lead on it, but all of us did stuff for it. We all sort of contributed at least you know input and ideas, and yeah, it went uh, it went really well. It was nice and like fast paced, and the the vibe was good. We were able to just like do things that I always thought should be done in shows, but we were sort of always at the mercy of other people who were putting their own thing. And like for once it was us and like we got to make all the decisions and it was great. And yeah, we even made money on it, which is awesome. Like we, we got a percentage of the ticket sales and it turned out to be like not insignificant, which was wonderful. That's awesome. How, uh, how often do you guys perform? So this is my newer quartet. Uh, we just came together uh, last year. So, so far, not very much. I think this is probably like our third or fourth thing mm-hmm. we've done. Mm-hmm. that's pretty yeah. awesome so we'll see but I, I would love to do i want to do more of these actually like it was it was a big hit and i honestly want to just like kind of try to roll it into the next one yeah you guys should come on the road and come out to minneapolis <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, once we once we outgrow boston we're gonna have to <laughs> that might take a while huh <laughs> yeah it, it just might my aspiration is to outgrow our venue though i will say like it's it's like a little back room in a bar that's like it's it has a stage and and sound setup and all that but it holds like maybe 70 people or something 60 70 i would love to just be able to regularly sell that thing out so we can upgrade and get something even nicer which would be very cool yeah i do love those types of venues though we have a few of them that i've gone to shows at here in the city and it's always so cool because you can get when you especially when you get talent there that's not quite proportional to the venue size. And I, I imagine you guys are pretty good to be able to get like that live music and get really close to the artists closer than you maybe should be. Cause they're like, wow, they're pretty good for this venue. Um, it's always fun to find those, you know, it does create a good vibe. It's that thing where it's like, if you're a speaker, you want to be in a small room. So it feels intimate and full kind of the same deal. Like if we were in a much larger space, it wouldn't have felt as good. I think I don't know, I can't help myself. I'm already like, all right, how do we get all these people on an email list so we can get them to future shows, so we can upgrade the venue, so we can more, more, more. Yep. Do all the marketing things. All the things. <laughs> so That's anyway, cool. um, do you have a gratitude thing you want to do? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm grateful for scotch. Ha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks, huh? <laughs> Particularly um, sharing scotch with close friends and just commiserating and winding down after a long day. I had one of those evenings this week and it was exactly what I needed. So 
I, I don't really know the world of scotch that well. I've been more of a bourbon drinker, but I have a couple friends who really, really are all about it. And so they've been kind of schooling me on the different kinds and, you know, which one, which labels to look for. And I have a particular favorite. It's not very cheap, but, you know, for special enough occasions, it's uh, it's nice to to pull out some really well-balanced scotch. Nice. That sounds that's sounds like a very reasonable thing to be grateful for. I just factored into the level budget, you know. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It was we we had the company buy lunch today and I was telling Joel it's like it feels free when Tuple pays for lunch. Yeah. But, you just write like, it, it off. It's definitely not. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely can't write it off apparently I'm told. Really? Uh, and it's yeah. That's, Even if you're talking business? Look, I, I just let Joel make these these calls. <laughs> Apparently, this is how it is. If if we could write it off, I'm sure we would. Uh, it does not appear that you can. I think you can write off certain things. Like it seems like no. Anyway, he's going to talk to the accountant, so maybe we'll have an update on this. But yeah, maybe it has to do if it's, if it's like employees versus just owners or something. I think that's part of it, and also yeah, I think that that might be part of it. And also, like if you took a client out, that's a different mm-hmm. thing than if you take yourselves out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. But he's he's put more effort, like research into this than I have, so mm-hmm. I'm sure he's correct. Speaking uh, of that, speaking of like boring number stuff, have you guys like assembled your financials for your 2018 taxes yet? We that is in process, mm. and man, I am so glad that's not my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish it was not my job. I mean, I was just I had this low level, you know, latent stress of like I need to get those numbers to the accountant. I need to do it. I need to do it. Like every day, I would wake up kind of stressed about this, and I'm like, I really don't want to take any prime work time to do this menial job and finally uh, this week i did and it felt so good it only took like an hour and a half so yeah. it's crazy how those things can be so disproportional mm-hmm. disproportionate disproportionate something um where it's like the amount of time you spend stressing about it versus when you actually sit down and do it, it it's crazy I, f- I find myself there a lot yeah and it's just like the kind of thing where similar to like upgrading my operating system or something i'm like this should be an easy task but it could spiral into something that takes way more time than i expect so the risk feels high of doing it sure you know that's true so yeah no i'm I'm very glad to, to not think about this joel and i are i think a nice pair in that way because like if it were up to me i would like i i hate that kind of detail work like i'm i'm so all about the big picture and we would probably not pay taxes for years and operate in various illegal, illegally in, in many different ways <laughs> offshore accounts but Joel and such. is kind of yeah Joel is all about like doing those things the properly and kind of enjoys it i think so it's it's great for nice. me that's a good pair then i'm grateful for that by the way but also so i set a goal to try to meditate uh, every day in february with two misses was my goal and so far i'm on track so i i have taken my two misses but it's February 22nd, and so I have six more sessions to go, and then I'll be there. Nice. You, so you're using an app to help facilitate it? Yeah, I'm actually using an app that I haven't tried before. It is Sam Harris's app. It's called Waking Up, and uh, it's good. I like it. It's different. I've used Headspace in the past, and that, that was great too. But it, this is kind of just a different take on the same idea, uh, but also nice. I'm getting this, the same benefits that I usually get, which is like I feel a little bit harder to you know knock off my, my centeredness which is very useful as in the startup up and down mm-hmm. type world. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what else is up with you? Um, let's see. Well, I'm, I'm grateful for Spotify surfacing new music that can kind of like help re-energize my work day. So this last week I discovered Naughty Professor. They're yeah, a, I saw uh, you tweet that. Yeah. 
uh, I'm all about that. Like, it's just, <laughs> and it's funny, I find these things that like, I will binge on, you know, an album or two, or just kind of a, a playlist, and then I'll burn it out. I'm bummed that that's like something that happens with me. I know other people can, can kind of listen to the same music for different lengths, or some people can like even loop the same song over and over again for like days or weeks at a time. And I just can't do that because... I reach a certain point with music where like, I really can't stand listening to this anymore. And maybe I'll revisit it in a year. So I'm always glad when I discover something new that really like uh, vibes with, you know, the kind of level of energy I need while I'm cranking through tasks. I never listen to music while working. And I think sometimes I'm missing out a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like some people have like a trigger, like that becomes like a kind of way for them to get in the zone. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It can get kind of frustrating managing like the music that I'm listening to throughout the day because sometimes if I'm getting stressed out, I need like really chill music or something instrumental or sometimes I need, you know, higher energy music. And sometimes I get out of sync with what I need and what I'm currently listening to. And I realize like I'm getting very agitated right now. And I think it's because my music is not matching my mood. Or sometimes like I've burned out all the songs in the certain vibe that I want to have. So I'm like, I've got nothing to listen to now. Uh, mm. Huh. But Spotify is good at finding you new things. Yeah, I've, I've noticed I, I, like their algorithm keeps getting better and better. So they put out like the daily mixes, which kind of looks at what you've listened to lately and then cycles in new music. And then there's like the Discover Weekly thing, which kind of goes out, steps outside the box. And I found some really, uh, really good jams that way. So nice. Yeah, cool. That sounds useful for you. Mm -hmm. Yep, totally. Mm -hmm. Uh, any other gratitude things you want to do? Uh, I think that's it for me for this week. Okay. So we took Monday off. So I had I had a bit of a light week and we like went to the gym a lot and we're kind of doing non-work things a bit this week. But I have sort of one thing that was, I think, salient I could share, which is, so we've been, the, the goal so far for February has been to focus on stability. One of the things we're tracking now on our KPI dashboard that we talk that we update during our retros is um, crash-free users in the last week. And we hit 96% this week, which was pretty great. Uh, and there were more calls than the week before. So it wasn't just like kind of a, a fake number. We're getting ready for March to A, onboard a good number of additional teams, but B, return to feature development. And we had a lot of debates internally, like this or that, or this is easy, that's hard, maybe we should do this. And we did the duh, stupid, obvious, do what you're supposed to do thing of actually putting together a survey and emailing the, our users, our customers, and saying like, hey, uh, which of these are interesting to you? And there was like such an obvious winner that it was like, wow, imagine if we didn't do this <laughs> and, yeah. and build something other, that would be so dumb. Yeah. So for us, it was um, more than two people on a call. Mm. So you need to rename it to threeple. <laughs> yeah <Four pull>. exactly <laughs> well actually i mean a tuple can apparently have any number of things in it so that's true that's true yeah, yeah. it's funny because if you'd asked me about that I, I would have assumed that that would be very low priority for most people like it's a pair programming app like you like when would you ever need multiple people that doesn't make any sense but it turns out lots of people bring in extras for another set of eyes during code review or you know all kinds of things so. Now, this sounds technically complex. Does it mean you have to share, seamlessly share cursors between more than two people, or is it just an observer? Yeah, that's a great question. And so that's, that is actually our question, which is, okay, now we need to go back to all these people that want this and be like, okay, like, what do you think this actually looks like? Because it's not clear to me, honestly. Like, my guess is, like, if you and I were having a call and you and I could control the machine and then we want to bring in a third observer kind of person, maybe it's okay if they don't have any control at all. 
in which case this is easier, still hard, but easier. Or maybe you're imagining this beautiful, wonderful, we're all collaborating, swapping off control, seamlessly, beautifully kind of thing. And then it's, it's harder. I think we did the right thing of, of the first step of like, okay, let's actually ask people what they want. And, but the next, the next thing is like, don't just ask that. Now really make sure we understand each other, basically. It's like when I wrote that, what did you picture? And when are you going to use this and how? Yeah. And that aligns really nicely with one of my observations this week, which is like, I'm trying to be proactive at making a habit of asking better questions and always digging a layer deeper than what I assume. Because hot takes are so easy and it's so easy for someone to just say like, this is what I want, or "This this is my opinion, or what I believe to be a fact about how something should work. It's easy for the person receiving that information to fill in the blanks and be like, oh, I can kind of assume why why they said that or why they believe that. But then digging a layer deeper, for me, it's like happened like three times this week where I've gotten back information that was quite a bit different than what I assumed. And and helps with it helps with the problem, especially when you're doing product development of someone proposing a solution to a problem they have. And if you can just dig a layer deeper, you as, as the product designer generally have a better sense of how to approach the problem. And it may be what they suggested, or it might be something tangential that ties in with something else. And so um, I've just found a lot of value in doing that extra layer of digging. Definitely. I, I wonder like how how far I'm going to take this, where I feel like a few years ago, I wouldn't have been like, hey, what should we build next? But now I know to do that. And now I know, you know, okay, and what do you mean by that is like level two. Yeah. And like, what's level three that I haven't even thought about yet? Mm, yeah. Like, what would someone that was really good at this do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I feel like I should read about jobs to be done. That seems like that kind of that world. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really dug into that too deeply. I just kind of know the yeah. surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard you on uh, Startups for the Rest of Us, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that went out a couple weeks ago, but I, I just bumped into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was how, how was that? It was fun. It's nice to, uh, I'm kind of on a cadence now, like every six months or so, I end up back on there to kind of catch the audience up on what's happening with Level. So. Yeah, it's always fun to chat with Rob on air and uh, kind of catch the folks up. Yeah. Do you guys like chat informally outside that much? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We keep in touch and we're in the same we're in the same city, although winter has a way of like putting distance between people, even if you're, you know, only a few miles away from each other because <laughs> we're spending so much more time indoors. So I find that tends to happen when, when it gets really uh, dicey outside. But uh, yeah, we keep in touch. Do you notice a bump when you're uh, when you do those appearances in like signups? To be honest, I haven't even in the last few weeks. I haven't been watching uh, those metrics too closely. Mm, that um, makes sense. I'm trying to uncloud my brain as much as possible, and uh, and right now, what I need to be on is like an information diet, <laughs> which is still really hard to do. In um, episodes past, I definitely have seen a bump, so I should probably dig in the numbers at some point, and or not because like who cares? Yeah. I mean, I think I already know, like, eventually I will want to do more of a podcast tour type of thing. Uh, by the way, are you still doing doing regular appearances? And are you seeing results from that? Um, I would say not super regular. They are intermittent. And yeah, they always seem to, to generate a pretty decent bump for a day or two. And people that sign up, uh, that, that fill out our survey, I ask them where they hear about us. But I would say actually Twitter seems to still be like our lead channel. So like Twitter, I can Twitter for work, which is kind of great. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it can be good or bad, right? Because it can also be a yeah a source of distraction, but it's like, but again, I need 100%. to be there, but it's also distracting. 
Yeah, no, there's a there's a there's a better way to do it than what I've been doing, which is just like, oh, it's work related ish sometimes. So let me just look at Twitter whenever I'm bored. Yeah, that's yep. not the answer. <laughs> so working on that. Yeah, always a work in progress for me. Yeah, I've been doing a I've been trying to do a no Twitter before noon thing, and I'm uh, I'm doing okay at it. Most days, I would say I'm doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm at the point where I maybe need to set some kind of goal or you know some kind of line in the sand like that with with twitter interaction because i get industry you know insights from it and i get a pulse of what people are talking about and and so it's like a source of industry news and and staying in touch and keeping people warm with what i'm doing but it's just such a distraction so i need to figure out how to balance that yeah i think scheduling it is probably the way mm-hmm. like i do twitter marketing type things from this time to this time yeah and like the rest of the time is not twitter time yeah yeah oh yes we have all the same problems mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same old same old yep <laughs> dealing with the brain yes Anyway, so uh, what's been up uh, with you for the week? I'm still on the same task that I talked about last time, which is this kind of what's turned into a longer running um, kind of performance overhaul and especially helping with kind of the real time updating of the interface type of story. It's really in high demand from my team of 10 that are still piloting, piloting the product heavily. I've been putting myself under quite a bit of stress this week to try to get that shipped and I don't think I'll quite make it, but I'm I'm definitely over the over the hump of like the hard work, but there's still quite a bit left to do. I find this this is like remains to be true that my happiness is proportional to how long running the current task I'm on is. <laughs> so like and I wanted to I, I really wanted to split this up into smaller chunks. And I did I did a few before I like dove into it. I was able to peel off a few small things that helped address some issues but just the nature of this like it it involves changing a bunch of stuff in the elm front end and you can't really cheat a whole lot with elm like because the strong type system is there to ensure correctness if it was just a kind of a loosey-goosey javascript application where i could like well this part is like not fully comprehensive but i can go ahead and just like rework part of it and ship that and it'll be kind of half broken in certain edge cases and you can't do any of that with elm so for better or worse i'm kind of stuck in this like in the middle of this big refactor which honestly would be a nightmare if i was not using a typed language on the front end i think but it's just turned into you know many days worth of work and a and a huge diff so hmm. <sighs> yeah but it sounds like it's motivated by the right reasons yeah i so amped to get this shipped like it's gonna it's gonna mean like as you flip between channels and your home screen and your and your feed of all the things you're following like once you've loaded things once it's going to reuse all that data cached on the front end so it'll be instantaneous changes between pages and i'm simplifying the way the channel view and the aggregated home view are now like using the same type of filtering and so there's just a bunch of like Things that felt kind of inconsistent that, and I've been getting consistent feedback from this team on like, well, what do you guys think about if I ordered, organized it this way? And I've even posted some sketched mock-ups into the uh, feedback channel and gotten some some good like feedback from them. So I'm really excited to get it shipped and I think it's going to totally improve their perception of the product in so many ways. Um, totally. Yeah. It's, man, it's so gratifying to actually ship stuff to people and like fix their world. 
A, because you know it's a thing you should, like you probably should work on. So like it helps you like direct yourself and then like you get to give someone something that they wanted and like mm-hmm. make their life better. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, again, so good to have a team that's heavily using the product the smaller teams I had using it just weren't putting it through the same level of paces and had the same expectations of like living in this communication tool and doing a lot of, a lot of back and forth. So again, gratitude once again for this team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. You know, very cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm psyched to hear how that, how they like that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) We've had some improvements. Like we, one thing we, we did recently is, we think this is correctly done. We'll see TBD, but like we've added the like proxy server support more or less so that if you have a restrictive firewall, you can still do a call. Uh, And so we're like, we're testing that out on staging and hopefully, and we have some people that have that situation trying that out and hopefully it'll work for them. But it's, I was just starting to feel like, and like, we're also like, we shipped a new way of updating the app. So like the, you only get the diffs. And so like each update is really small and happens really fast. And there's like a one click update. And like, we're, we're about to put out like a feedback button where it's like, tell us how things are going. And that just like all these little things are starting to like compound. And like, it's starting to feel like this is like becoming like a pretty okay app. Like the parts that I don't like are getting smaller and the parts that I do like are getting bigger. And it's like, wow, like we, I'm, I'm starting to see like, okay, this might one day like be something like really good. Eventually you can make software that's just, that's great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People can sense the level of maturity of a product, I think. And that like lends it just credibility that's like hard to um, quantify, I guess. And like I've seen some feedback from from folks who tried out level early on. And I, in my mind, it was still like, it addressed the the problem, the main problems that I was seeking to address. So in that sense, I felt like it was a, at least a complete MVP. But like I've seen feedback since as they kind of people have been watching updates like, yep, level is definitely getting better. Like it's just there's more features for sure, but like just certain things feel right. And that only comes from iteration and getting real users using it and feedback and all that kind of stuff. Um, Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It feels really good to me. This is like a thing I struggle with. And I, I know you do too. It's just like, is the product any good? And so like starting to see these wins, like kind of stacking up, and then like we, we shipped this like proxy server thing and someone was like, wow, that was fast. And it's like, yeah, like that's, that's part of the thing here. Like we have to be fast basically where it's like, we're asking people to come on the journey and trust that the parts that are not that good will get fixed quickly and get brought up to speed. So getting that reaction was like very gratifying. I'm sure you, you have a similar situation with your team of 10, right? Like they're like, oh, these things suck. Like, okay, well, like let's see how fast he fixes them. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then that's where part of my own pressure on myself comes from. Like this is probably going to be the longest running, uh, you know, task that I work on in a while, hopefully. And so I want, I've been telling them regularly, like progress updates, I'm still, don't worry. I'm still working on this. I hear, I hear what you're saying, you know, and most of the kind of negative feedback that's coming through is all tied in related to this one thing. So I've been trying to trying to keep them reassured. And they're fortunately, they're a software team. So they know how these things go, you know. Um, but yeah, part of me is like, man, if I just if I had a team, like I remember early drip days, when we were a small team, uh, we used to be able to move super fast on features, or we would get like a feature request that we knew we could knock out in a day, and we would just do it. And that was so gratifying. And, and it was just mind blowing to the customer. I still aspire to to have that kind of level of responsiveness, but it's tricky being solo right now because like there's just so many things I could be spending my time on and 
I got to remember not to like, not to spend too much time in product development and totally ignore, you know, marketing or just higher level strategy thinking. But vacillating between the two, I'm finding is very difficult to like plunge into nitty gritty details of product development and then come up, come up for air and think about like, what, how should I recraft the messaging on my marketing site? And what should my questionnaire have in it and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a challenge. Yeah. We, we just talked about today was like going on a retreat again. A lot of the rail stuff has kind of fallen on my plate because I'm relatively good at it. And so it's like, oh, well, like we should, we should do this and this and this. And it's like, yeah, but like I'm, I'm constantly pulled into other things like sales related stuff in particular uh, and onboarding things. And uh, I was like, we should do a retreat and just like, I'll just write, we'll just all write code for like three or four days. Like just like figure out what the things are and just like, just go nuts on it. That I think will be fun just to have that, that focus. Yeah, totally. Are you guys still using Slack? For your internal stuff, or are you mostly just interfacing with your alpha people, or what? What's your communication tooling like? Yeah, so we were just talking about this today. So I threw out the idea of uh, shutting down Slack for our customers because they mostly don't use it. So they they will sometimes come in and drop a little bit of feedback in there, or like, oh, I, I ran into a bug here, uh, but they mostly don't use it that much. A lot of people that get invited never actually even accept the invite. And like the ones that do, I'm not sure it's actually that beneficial to be a real-time medium, honestly. Like it has all the classic Slack problems where it's like someone needs to respond to it and then like create some other means of tracking that fact that we're looking into this bug for somebody or, or whatnot. So um, I th- we're going to revisit that next week and talk about it, but especially because we're about to ship this uh, feedback mechanism within the app. Uh, so like ideally, I think that just goes into something like uh, some sort of help ticket system. And then we can just sort of assign them to ourselves and make sure we follow up with them and, and all that. I, d- I don't think the, the synchronous thing actually proves to be that useful. But we are using it a decent amount ourselves, I would say. Uh, is it super useful? I don't know. It's, it's candy. It's like fun to just uh, talk about stuff sometimes, uh, like when, especially when we're working from home and whatnot. And we have like that huzzah channel. And so it's kind of, it's pretty good. Uh, but we, we need some sort of like a real time, like I need to ping you thing. And I, we do need to be like, hey, are you coming over now? Or are you going to come over in 30 minutes kind of thing? And like, yeah, it's like SMS is, has been the answer to that before. But my phone is unreliable somehow with SMS all of a sudden. So we can fall back to Slack basically. Yeah. yeah. yeah and at that team size, like it makes sense that you sort of do need like a more structured uh, text messaging, basically, and that's kind of how you're how you're using it. So, yeah, it's pretty lightweight for us right now. Mm-hmm. Cool. someday I'll get you guys on level when it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> sure, totally. One other thing I've been doing this week has been onboarding calls. So I had I had been, we tried with a couple teams doing like a self serve onboarding thing, where I wrote up a like an email campaign. But I think the email campaign was like too heavy-handed, had too many emails, had too many details. Someone explicitly told us that. She was like, I kind of want to unsubscribe from this. I saw a bunch of other people unsubscribe from it. So I was like, okay, I don't think this is actually... I just went I went a little nuts, I think. And so I, I pared that down a lot. But actually, for now, I've been just onboarding people manually. And I I kind of missed it. Like, it's, it's fun to show people the product for the first time and get like positive reactions and build a little bit of rapport with them. And so, I don't know, I'm, I'm leaning towards sticking with that, even though it is kind of a... It's a, it's a time investment for sure, but mm-hmm. I think it's one I'm, I'm, I'm interested in continuing to make for a little while. Mm-hmm. I feels like you'll know the right time when like 
when when truly there are other priorities that are more pressing than making that contact with your customers. And I think the bar has to be pretty high before it's before I think you'd get to that point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and I think the next thing we're going to do on this retreat actually is automate the parts of that that are not valuable. Right now, I manually create user accounts and issue Stripe in an invoice and like have them pay it. And like there's all this stuff that does not need that doesn't really add any value to have me do it. And so I think the goal is to automate all those bits and then just have, like, okay, now you do your, you, like the only thing that I'm needed for is like actually doing the call and like becoming your friend basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That sounds like a sound plan. Cool. Yeah. Anything else up with you? Um, no, I think that's, I think that's about it. I'm going to just, you know, hopefully by next recording, we'll have this massive uh overhaul shipped and mm. we'll be hopefully reporting back some good news so yeah super curious to hear how it's received yeah yeah cool well fingers crossed my man thank you cool well have a great weekend and yeah. such you as well and the folks thank can you. find show notes at artofproductpodcast.com thanks for listening see ya